0: Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Leonard Wisdom Podcast. I'm Jason Leonard. I hope this episode inspires you, motivates you, and that you're able to apply this information to achieve the goals and desires in your current journey for a better life. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. I'm Jason Leonard, and we got a really great guest with us, J.P. Espinoza, out of New Mexico. And We're going to be talking today about how to scale your business when it comes to marketing and bringing your clients up to the next level. So uh, welcome, JP. If you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about your background, a little bit about how you got started in business, and uh, we'll kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, man. So uh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm super excited about it uh, to hang out with you and to hang out with the crew. It's been amazing. So, you know, uh, this year I'll be I'll celebrate my 20th year in business, right? And it's been, it's been amazing. But I think for most entrepreneurs, just like you and I, we, we started like when we were nine years old, like had a long crew and, you know, I was a sales guy and I had a guy who was cutting the grass and I had a guy who was raking and boom, I'd go sell one house while one cut and then one raked and we just moved on down the neighborhood. But so uh, I've been in love with entrepreneurship as far as I can remember.
0: That's awesome. How did you uh, get started in your business? Kind of walk me through that. How would you get started? And uh...
1: You know, I think like for most people, um, You know, they, you know, I don't know who the famous person said it, but like, uh, invention and I I forgot the name of the quote, but anyhow, it came out of necessity. Mother is an, what what is the the invention of necessity? Something like that? Yes. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow. So what happens, it came out of necessity. You know, you you wake up one day and you really hate your state of, of being And I hated being poor and I didn't know any other way to get out other than own your own business. And so I made a decision at a very young age, I was like 20 years old, that if I'm gonna have anything in life worth pursuing, I was gonna to have to do it for myself because no one's ever gonna pay what you're really worth except yourself. And so that was kind of the genesis. That's
0: awesome. What gave you the confidence and courage to kind of take that first
1: step? Man, that's a great question. I don't, I don't know if it was confidence as much if it was fear. See, I think people are motivated by, you know, a couple of different things. For me. It was just pure fear of not being successful. And so fear has been my greatest driver in my life. And so um, it's like the pain of discipline versus the pain of regret. I just didn't want to live a life of regret. So I went ahead and just jumped in. Um, and that's what kind of kept me to my true north, if you would, all these years. That's
0: awesome. So we're here today to talk about you know how to scale your business, how to scale your practice um, and entrepreneurship. So... What advice would you give to anybody out there who's listening who's an entrepreneur or maybe new in sales on how to scale their business and take it to the next level in, in the area of marketing? Because that's one of those things where, unfortunately, a lot of entrepreneurs have to figure that out on their own.
1: Yeah, and, market, and marketing is really difficult because you have different channels of marketing, right? And so I think what happens is that we get caught up in the traditional ways of marketing. We look at the different mediums of marketing, such as like print, newspaper, television, radio. And today that's completely changed. You know, for people who used to read the newspaper and looked at ads, today marketing is about blogs. You know, for people who, you know, wanted to put air commercials on TV, today it's like YouTube. And so the, the, the whole landscape has shifted when it comes to marketing. So I really think that depending on where your audience hangs out and what they come to and where 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 they're going for their information. It's going to be really key so i guess where it all begins is understanding who your perfect client is right when you understand who that person is then you begin to follow their trends and you begin to follow their migration patterns one thing i found out about human behavior it's always the same you know i look at the clothes i wear i wear like the same rotation of suits i have more suits but i like those suits um when it comes to my food there's only really like seven or eight different things that i eat all the time you know, and so we have the same habits. And when you look at people's... When you understand who your perfect client is and you understand their habits, you understand their migration paths, then it's easy to begin to market to them. So that's step number one.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you know, human behavior, when you actually study it and you learn it is, it's amazing how predictable it is. 100%. Why do you think that particular skill set is so important when it comes to marketing?
1: Understanding the human behavior?
0: Yeah. You know,
1: it's simple because... You know, it's fascinating, right? So if you're going to intercept, you know, uh, someone on a journey, you need to know exactly where the pit stops are going to be. And really what marketing is, what we call it, it's like intercepting your perfect client because you have to do something called pattern interruption. They're in a pattern that's nonstop. And, and, the, and the, the pattern, the loop in their brain is going to go and go and call the habit loop, Right and what happens when you find that where their journey is you can intercept that person through what we call pattern interruption marketing that means they grab their attention and move them out of the loop so that you can get your you can basically garner their undivided attention based on what your message is
0: that's great information how did you learn all this like what are some <laughs> what are some books or websites i mean where if somebody's trying to learn that skill and you're talking to somebody who says, man, I really need to know this stuff, where would you direct them? How would you guide them to learn what you know now?
1: You know, marketing is like a language. It's all about full immersion. You know, and so if if you want to learn Spanish, you know, you you can buy Rosetta Stone or Babel, right? (laughs) Uh, And you'll learn it over six months to a year, or you can go live in Mexico for like a month, right? And so when it comes to marketing, what you want to do is create full immersion. So where do you go? Start off with reading books, Right. Going to Barnes and Noble, going to Amazon, figuring out like what's the best books, but then it was just like taking too long, right? And so when I began to understand like what is my marketing mediums, what do I really want? To, where are my people hanging out? Then I was able to silo my 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 learning. Say so, you know I'm gonna learn everything about podcasting. Hey, and then I'm gonna learn everything about what they call sales copy. What is the right message that brings a person? And Then I want to say, okay, great. Well, then I started learning is like man, this whole thing is like scripted. Right. It's all psychology. So then I started learning the hero's journey and and what is the thought pattern in someone's mind in order for them to say, hey, I need I need I need to buy this. This, this, If I buy this, it's going to alleviate my pain. It's going to transform my life. And so, you know, to give you one answer, like where I learned it, um, you know, I learned it. The the biggest influence is a guy by name, Russell Brunson. You know, he's probably one of the best marketers in the world. And I'd probably say, you know, I adopt 98% of all the stuff that he has taught. You know, you got Gary Vee and all these other influencers, but Russell Brunson is a teacher of marketer. and he teaches marketing at a high level.
0: That's awesome. So, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and when you're in business and you get some success, sometimes you just kind of get stuck, right? You kind of hit this roadblock. If you were to give any advice to somebody who's currently just kind of stuck when it comes to the marketing side of their practice right now, What advice would you give them to get unstuck?
1: Man, that's a wonderful question because you know. So here, 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 here you are, right? You're you're in a place where you have this deep, deep desire to grow and scale and be successful, and you start your journey, and oftentimes you hit a roadblock, and that roadblock is what I call the how tos, and because there's nothing more frustrating to an entrepreneur than hitting the roadblock. I how do do I market? How do I scale? How, How do I funnel? How do how do I create these scripts? How do I do calls to action? And these, these roadblocks, what I call the how-tos, they paralyze you. Right? They're going to paralyze you dead, dead in your tracks. Number two, you're going to start procrastinating. Immediately, you're going to say, I need to go get more information. You need to go back to get another degree in marketing. So people begin to procrastinate. Then they, as soon as they begin to procrastinate, they begin to make excuses. Once they make excuses, they begin to doubt. And when they doubt, they abandon the vision altogether because they hit these bro- this brick wall. And so what the key is, is not necessarily, you're asking the wrong question, right? It's not how to get past this robot; it's who. So one of my favorite movies of all time is Ocean Eleven, right? So you got this guy about named Danny Ocean who wants to pull off a casino heist. And so he says, all right, man, this is what I'm going to do. The very first thing he does is like, I don't know how to do that. So he goes and recruits Brad Pitt, right, in the movie. And then Brad Pitt says, like, hey, man, you're going to need a casino guy. You're going to need a bomb guy. You're going to need you know some actors. You're going to need a financier. You're going to need all these people in order to pull off the heist. So when a team comes together which takes that pressure off of you, you can move past that roadblock. See, the whole question is not how, it's who. Who's on your Ocean's 11 team? And when you begin to identify who that Ocean 11 team is for you, you're not going to run into many roadblocks.
0: Yeah, well, that's great stuff, great advice. Um, what would you say is, is, is the second most important skill set somebody needs to acquire to kind of learn how to scale their practice when it comes to marketing?
1: so you know we talked about identifying for number one is identifying the
0: ideal, you know, client. The
1: ideal client you got to know that stone cold now number two i, I would say is that you got to really understand what their pain points are you have to understand um what keeps them up at night and oftentimes you know us as human beings we know exactly what our pain points are we know exactly what motivates us to buy but we have that that's deep inside of us you know there's this jewish proverb that says that like you know People are like deep sister, uh, cisterns, right? They have like deep wells. And sometimes you're going to have to go deep in order to extract that pain from people. And not, not everyone's going to like be willing to let you into their sanctuary, their inner inner person, so you can find out what that pain is. And so you're going to have to build these, these paths to pain, right? Because there's only really two reasons why people move, either out of love or out of pain. And you got to find out which one's important to them. And when you understand that, then you can really have a meaningful conversation with your ideal client.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I always tell people that, you know, human beings make every decision in their life 90% based on emotion 100%. and 10% on logic. Yeah. And so in marketing, if you're not having that same type of ratio, 90% emotion, 10% logic, then you're not going to be able to kind of connect with your, your end user. A lot of people enter into business and enter into sales because they're really good at their particular trade, but they're really not trained professionals, right? Right. And having those courageous conversations with people to bring out that emotion, a lot of times feels very uncomfortable, because it's unnatural. And anything that's unnatural will always feel uncomfortable. And they almost feel like they're prying too much, right? Or kind of like stepping into this edge of uh, intruding into somebody's life. But those are the things they need to do in order to kind of get that person to that high emotional state. What advice would you give to people when they find it very uncomfortable having those courageous conversations with their end user, with their, with their, with their prospect?
1: You know, I, I think, for like, for me, I, I face so much fear. You know, I, I don't know about you, but, like, I, I hated approaching people because I hated rejection. I mean, I think most people hated rejection. I hate rejection. I know I did. And because of that, it kept me from really pursuing that end user, if you would, which is that client. And then when I realized that what we do and what I do in terms of my business really truly helps people, I had a moral obligation to pursue them. I had a moral obligation to to do what I've been called to do, to live my purpose. And so, when you, when I really understood that, it was not it wasn't about rejection anymore. It was about fulfilling why like why I'm here on Earth, uh, understanding what my purpose is. And so I think that's so so important to a marketer is that. Once you, if you truly have a solution that empowers and impacts and makes people's lives better, you have a moral obligation to do that. Here's the problem that I think people don't understand. Like if you're going to take one marketing idea, know that, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with A-B testing, mm-hmm. right? And so you're going to have to A-B test that between, you know, three to four hundred times before you get the right message I think what happens is that you have this grand idea that bam this thing's going to scale immediately. All of a sudden you take it to market and one thing you realize that the market is king. They will either crown you or they'll they'll execute you. So it's not about your thoughts. It's not about your ideas. It's about the market's ideas and the market will make you king if you if if you please them, right? And so in order to please them you're going to have to A/B test your idea 3 4 500 times. And if you do it and you're disciplined, you're going to be able to zero in on the right message every single time.
0: I I 100% agree with that. The marketplace will pay you what you're worth, right? Yes. And I find so many times when I talk to people that are in business for themselves, they're so passionate about what they do, right? Right. And they do bring a lot of value. But I find a lot of times the roadblock is that they're bringing value to the wrong people. Exactly. And so... What advice would you give to somebody out there who's listening who who is badass? They know they got good stuff, right? And they're talking to the wrong people. So it kind of goes back to step one: identifying your, your ideal client. However, in sales, sometimes when you're struggling for money, yeah, you know, you need that dollar. Yeah, you'll take almost anybody. Yeah, you would. And I know the thing that propelled my career when I was new in sales, and I'll never forget this advice. They said, "You cannot touch a case unless it's going to pay you X amount of dollars." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> that's scary right yeah and, but but I went on blind faith because I respected the person that told me that right. and I literally tripled my income that year wow and so what would, advice would you give to an entrepreneur that says number one identify who your ideal client is but you got to learn how to not sell to the wrong people right like how can they have that confidence to be able to overcome that
1: you know I think I think it comes down to frustration so You know, just like you, I I took everybody and anybody, right? So if they fogged the mirror, they they were a customer, a client for me. And you get to the point where, you know, there's another Jewish proverb that I really, really love. And it says that don't throw your pearls to the swine. Don't throw your treasure to the pigs, right? And I think so many times people don't value the treasure inside of them. And when you realize like what your message is, then you're going to be really, really selective. Be protective over that message because it is not for everyone. Matter of fact, the more niche that you can find your message or create, the better because that's where, you know, I think some people have to struggle. They struggle with the fact like, do I do mass distribution or do a high value, high quality? And, you know, my products, the products that we, we offer, they're not for everybody. So it's really hard to do mass distribution but if I'm able to find my perfect client who's in tremendous amount of pain I'm paying they're going to pay tens thousands tens of thousands of dollars
0: yeah.
1: to get out of pain so I'd rather spend most of my time working with my ideal client because that person is going to pay me more to get out of pain
0: exactly and I always tell people like you want me to sell you if if, if appropriate you want me to sell you because it's going to do this this and this and that for you and when you're not passionate about the end results and what you deliver you almost feel ashamed of what you're charging but when you actually know like dude you want me to sell you if appropriate right because you're going to get all this stuff it just it it transforms the whole entire dynamic of of what you deliver because you know 90% of what you're delivering is all mental right
1: 100%
0: it's like it's really not that mechanical no not at all what would be another pillar that you would say? So we've kind of go over the top two. What would be the third pillar you would say? If you really want to kind of scale your business, scale your practice, you really need to kind of have this when it comes to marketing.
1: You know, I, I would say that you, you really have to have what we call a value ladder, right? So it's so hard to find the right client. It's so hard to, to really move past your own failures or your mindsets. And the last part is like, what, where are you taking them, right? What is the, why are they following you? You know, and that, that's, and, and so if you sell them one product, then you're going to have really short-term success. So you want to sell them, you want to sell them what we call a value ladder. You want to escalate them up your value ladder because they're trying to get to a destination. See, look, why does every little boy want to be Superman when we were, when we were boys, right? It's because we want to be like invincible. We want it. We want to fly. We, we wanted nothing to hurt us. And so what's awesome is that, People want to be Superman. They're looking for transformational change in their life. They hate being who they are right now. They hate themselves, right? So that's marketing. You got to understand that they really do hate themselves. Most people hate themselves, right? Okay. And because they really hate themselves, they want transformational change. So when you're looking at marketing, what are the steps to take someone to transformational change? How are you going to lead them to their their, play, their desired place? And you really have to think that through. Right? You're gonna have to so you go back to let's go back to a simple, simple marketing, right? Um for a dentist. Let's take a dentist for instance, right? So there's some people who are really conscientious over their teeth, right? They don't smile because they're scared, either they're yellow, they're crooked, whatever. And so all of a sudden you see this, you see this market and say, Hey, free cleaning. So you're like, oh man, I need to go get my teeth cleaned. So I'll go to you, you're my dentist, also I get there, hey, with the free cleaning, hey, also for for 15 bucks, we'll do a quick exam. Sure, yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question. How long have you been struggling with these yellow teeth, JP? And I say, well, a long time. And you're like, hey, man, for 300 bucks, I got this really cool whitening. It's going to improve your smile. Man, okay, I'm in. Hey, JP, you know, I see that you have a couple of teeth that are crooked. How important is it for you to feel confident in your smile? I'm like, dude, that's really important. I've been struggling with this my whole life. Okay. Well, for $4,000, I can give you the confidence you've been seeking for your whole lifetime. I'm in. See, you you didn't sell me braces, you sold me my smile, you sold me confidence, you sold me Superman, you sold me transformation, and it just cost me four grand.
0: Yeah, and I I think what you did there, and maybe you're doing it consciously, but a lot of times people that do it do it unconsciously, is you're sung on emotion, Yeah, and your tonality is on point. Mm -hmm. Where... And how do people develop that skill to kind of sell on an emotion and also how to deliver the message the right way? Because sometimes a good product will not sell itself. Most yeah. of the time it won't.
1: You know, I, 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 it's the people I work with, right? So I do a lot of coaching for, of entrepreneurs and I always tell them, are you a contender or are you a pretender? You know, so many people want to they want to pretend that they're success and they'll never contend and, and be successful. And the reason why is because they never study uh, the science behind marketing and entrepreneurship you see everything we do is intentional right if we're playing chess every move is intentional and i think what happens is that because people have so much talent which there's man this world is filled with talent they leverage their talent to capacity but then their talent won't allow them to scale because they didn't develop the skill sets see the talent is just the the, the engine right but it's not the vehicle, believe it or not. And so I think people have to, to understand that there's a difference between talent and skill set. And when you really make a, a lifestyle of developing your skill set, you're really going to scale.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I always tell people that, you know, talented talent is usually evenly distributed, however opportunity is not. Yes, indeed. And so a lot of times it's putting themselves in that right spot, but also learning and being around the right people to know where they need to go to maximize their opportunities because too many good people do not get the life they deserve. 100%. Because of that. Um, I know we talked a lot today. What are some other skill sets that maybe we're missing or other things that you really want to talk about that you really think that an entrepreneur or, or somebody who's in sales really needs to kind of grasp in order to kind of scale their business when it comes to the marketing side of things
1: you know so i think you really got to look at what are you willing to invest not only just in in monetary money uh, monetary but also time and energy right um and i would tell you is setting up your marketing budget is going to be super huge right so are you going to do it on facebook uh facebook ads are you going to do it on instagram are you going to do it through youtube um are you going to host a blog site what are you going to do and I think I understand because it, I, I can tell you I literally spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars learning how to do this stuff. But I probably could have spent 25 percent of it <laughs> <laughs> if I actually I, see. I went on emotion because I wanted to change the world, man. And I think there's there's a lot of different. I, I mean, for if you're marketing on a budget, oh, you can maximize the heck out of it. But you got to be smart about it. So I think the don't don't let you know because we're entrepreneurial and we are emotional. Don't forget the business sense behind your decisions. There's got to be dollar and cents to get that return that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What's the perfect mindset an entrepreneur needs to have when looking at walking away from traditional stuff, which you talked about earlier, and really kind of going to what's going to work in today's day and age? What's the mindset you need to have?
1: You know, there's, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with two types of mindsets the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. And I've done a lot of studying on growth mindset, and I come up with my own formula, right? So I believe growth mindset, number one, starts with patience and endurance, right? Because I know for sure that in order to succeed, it's not going to come overnight, and I need to be patient with it. And as I do that, then I'm going to be able to mature. And I think maturity, my my character, mature of character, maturity of my mindset is so, so important because there's been often times when I would, I would market something or I, would, I would try to get into business, but I didn't have the capacity of mindset or maturity in order to pull it off. And I don't care if you're 40. I'm 41 years old, and there's some things I'm very immature in, right? Whether it's in business or, you know, you know I don't want to get to that. But so what happened? <laughs> I don't want to get into that. But this is what I will tell you, right? It goes from patient endurance to mature character, right? Then what's going to happen is that you're going to have, you're going to form a habit in your life of expectations and that's where I think where you get confident and hope from and so I think it's really important for you to have you know the growth mindset in order for you to scale
0: absolutely I couldn't agree with you more I think people really get what they expect out of life yeah and you know so many people settle for mediocrity 100% due to low self image yeah and and that's just crazy and if I hadn't met the right people at the right times in my life I guarantee I'd probably be a manager selling furniture right now probably making I think I'd be making 80 grand maybe yeah 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 but I'd be happy yeah. Right? But I would not be living to my true potential. And it's amazing that just being around the right people and listening to the right books,
1: mm-hmm.
0: of where that can change your, your, your mindset. Right. And, uh, and when your mindset's in a certain direction, that's where you got to gravitate towards. What are some challenges you think people are going to face as they enter into kind of scaling their practice when it comes to marketing that they should be aware of? And, and what advice are you going to give them when they hit that?
1: You know, I think number one is that uh, marketing is an ocean and it's easy to drown, you know, and, and just don't give up, right, is keep paddling, kick, swimming and kicking because you will find your audience, you will find your voice, you will find the pain, you will find the migration patterns of your perfect client if you just pursue them. I think people abandon the goal way too early. So my advice to them was just don't stop, just make a commitment that no matter what you do, you're going to do it every single day.
0: Absolutely. So you know, as we kind of wrap up here, what's a final thought that you have to kind of help motivate entrepreneurs and people that are in business for themselves and sales to kind of help them take that business to the next level when it comes to scaling their practice?
1: You know, I, number one is, like I said before, be patient and become a student. I would say, you know, seek out, like you mentioned, uh, the people in my life, there was one guy, no joke, there was one guy, a young man at that. I, I met I met thousands of thousands of people, was, but one man taught me the power of marketing. And he was he was a twenty two year old kid at the time, believe it or not. And be open, be open to untraditional uh, ideas that go against the flow of traditional business. And believe it or not, it was this young man who opened my mind and I saw a whole new world. So I think part of it is just being open and, and surrounding yourself with great people.
0: Absolutely, and great people can come from anywhere in your life. Exactly. So I know we didn't have a lot of time to talk today, and uh, I think we got a lot of really good content, but if people want to find out more about you and, and really kind of dive more in, because obviously you have a lot more value to add, how would people find out a little bit more about you and how to kind of connect with you more?
1: You know, man, so my wife and I are launching a new project called Married Perfectly, and it's, see, we believe that when marriages thrive, family thrives. And we found the secret to unle- uh, unfailing love and relentless passion in marriage. And so, go to marriedperfectly.com, download our free ebook. We want to give it as a gift, and then we can begin to start a conversation that way.
0: Awesome, man! I appreciate our time here. I learned a lot. I know a lot of listeners will probably are going to walk away with a lot of great takeaways. Really appreciate it. So, thank appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. Take care. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Remember to hit subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes. For daily inspiration, follow me on Instagram at jlennidwisdom.